going on, everybody? Welcome back. Welcome back. We uh we finally got a name. We finally got a name. We decided on one last week, and we decided to call ourselves Budget Sports. You know, we're doing everything on a low budget, doing what we can to just you know record some stuff, get some stuff out there. But yeah, we finally got that name, Budget Sports. Hayden and I came up with it just off the top of our head. But I'm uh, so it's just me tonight. It's Kalen. Uh, third episode, third different place we're recording from. I'm in my room. I got my dog Norman next to me. So if he makes any noises, you you might hear it. But uh, I had a pretty pretty nice weekend. If I didn't, if I had to say so myself, I uh, I played 36 holes of golf. Awesome. I loved it. I love golf. I love getting out there playing. Friday night, you guys saw on the Instagram that uh, I went out and played nine holes. Not the best, you know. Definitely could have been a lot better. Had some few good shots mixed in there. If I didn't have those few good shots, I might quit the game of golf. But, you know, those good shots always make you want to keep playing. And so then Saturday, I uh, I went out and played a scramble with my buddy. We shot, I think we shot 88, which isn't too bad. There was a... We missed a few good putts. We could have got some pars or some birdies. I think on the front nine, we played like three over, and the back nines were really got us. And so that wasn't great. And then on Sunday, my girlfriend and I, we went out to uh, a local uh, golf course um, not too far away from here, like 30 minutes from my house. And then uh, I played nine. I actually, I actually didn't play too terrible. I missed a few decent putts that could have saved my round a little bit and the first hole I didn't play great and there was this jackass that was playing in front of me for like four or five fucking holes and I don't mean the dog the guy because he he was a nice guy but it's I started playing at like 2.30 2.45 it gets dark at like 4.35 right and so sorry my dog Norman I don't know what just happened he just made some kind of noise but uh Anyways, it gets dark around like 5 o'clock, and this dude's got his two, like, six-year-olds out there just whacking at golf balls. I mean, it's taken probably like 30 minutes a hole, and it was getting ridiculous. Like, I'm just sitting behind this guy, and finally after, like, the fifth hole, he's like, yeah, you want to play through? I was like, fucking right, I want to play through. You've been wasting my goddamn time out here. Oh, my God, it was frustrating. It was just – it, and I get it. Like, he wants to take his kids golf and teach them golf, learn how to golf. That's great. Maybe start them out on a par three course or something. Or, uh, I don't know. Just don't let them sit there and whack at the ball. When they, I mean, we had, I, honest to God, I mean, there was like three carts behind him waiting in line. It was me, a group behind me, and another group behind them. And that's that's how long it was taken. It was, uh, it was just ridiculous, honestly. But I played some good golf, had a few good shots, had a few pars, no birdies. You know, we like to play bogey golf around here, double bogey golf. That's just uh, my skill set. But yeah, you know, getting better every day. But, you know, some of the things I uh, just wanted to talk to you about. I don't know how long this episode's going to be, considering it's just by myself. But uh, I just, there was a few things I wanted to talk about. Like the NHL, there's a, there's a big trade that happened in the NHL. Uh, the NBA All-Star Game happened. Then we had the the Gen- Genesis Invitational, the PGA. 
And then, you know, in the MLB, pitchers and catchers reported and all that good stuff. So, yeah, let's get it started with the NHL stuff. So, as you guys may know now, um, I'm from the St. Louis area, lived in St. Louis County pretty much my whole life up until like a year or two ago. And I lived literally like a half a mile out of St. Louis County now. But so, yeah, I've, I've lived in the St. Louis area my whole life. And back in the 2018-2019 offseason, the Blues traded for Ryan O'Reilly. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, what a signing. Like, we're going out there. We're getting these guys. I mean, we traded traded a nice player, a real nice player as it's looking now, Tate Thompson. I actually have, when he was a rookie here in St. Louis, I bought one of his uh, – sitting on my my shelf over here but I bought a puck side by him I was like yeah it might be worth some money now like you never know like that could be decent but I don't know if I want to sell it yet but he's playing outstanding out of his mind right now and it's just it's crazy to see and it sucks because we don't have him but like I'll take the Stanley Cup 52 years of waiting I'm gonna take a Stanley Cup any day of the week well yeah we get O'Reilly he becomes one of my favorite players and uh you know, the, the Blues, uh, not they're kind of shuffling this year, you know, not playing great. And so they, there was a lot of rumors talking about who they might trade, who they're going to keep. And then they traded Tarasenko about a week ago. And I was like, well, they're going to go get picks. But I honestly thought since O'Reilly wasn't playing this that great this year that they might hold on to him for the rest of the season. This is last year in his contract and maybe try to give him a hometown discount. But so I went to the movies Friday night and when the movie is over, I look at my phone, my phone's blowing up. Like, did you see this? Did you see what happened? And I'm like, oh, holy shit. The Blues traded Ryan O'Reilly, their captain, and Nolachari, who's like a, 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 like he's a good third to fourth line player. He hits hard, finishes his checks, always there on the four check. Like he's just a good player. So the Blues traded him in a three-team trade. Uh, so O'Reilly actually ended up going to uh, Minnesota. So here, here's how the trade went down. So O'Reilly and Olachari to the Maple Leafs in a three-team trade. Blues get back Mikhail Abramov. Sorry if I'm butchering that name. And uh, forward Adam Gaudet, who's he might get a call up at the end of the year. We'll see. I don't know. He's... He's like one of those guys that's between the AHL and the NHL all the time. He's like a fill-in guy. But the picks they got in the trade were kind of nice. So they got a first round, the 2023 Leafs first round draft pick. They got a third round draft pick that was also the Leafs. And they got a 2024 second round draft pick. And Minnesota sent Josh Pilar to Toronto after they received O'Reilly. So O'Reilly went to Minnesota first, Minnesota flipped him to Toronto. It it was just a, it's an interesting teams make these three team trades and they're just a little weird. But they mostly did it so uh Minnesota could retain some of that contract of Ryan O'Reilly's. And so what ends up happening is Minnesota sends Josh Pollard to Toronto and they received a 2025 fourth round pick from Toronto and they retain 25% of Ryan O'Reilly's contract. And the Blues retained 50% of his contract, so the Leafs are still are paying him 25% of his contract, which is huge for them because they're still staying under the cap. 
And they're building a real good team out there in Toronto. Like, maybe their first-round woes will be over. They're probably going to have to play Tampa Bay in the first round. We'll see how that goes because, you know, Tampa, Tampa Bay is just, just – they're a train. Like, they're they're a wagon. Like, they're just good. And they're always good. And Toronto always finds a way to lose in that first round. So, we'll, we'll see how it works out. Um it's hard as a Blues fan. Like, he won the Conn Smythe here. He's literally one of the main reasons we won the Stanley Cup. And just like a personal story for me, like, uh, so I went to game four of the 2019 Stanley Cup finals. And that was the only game the Blues went at home in the finals, which was pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. I mean, that place was electric. But that's probably one of my probably one of the best moments of my life, honestly, like as a fan. And O'Reilly had, he had, uh, pretty sure he had, he had two goals that game, if I'm not wrong. He had the wraparound in the first. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he had two, he had one or two goals. And like, he's the reason that we won that game. And it, it was just, you know, it's just sad to see a player like that go. But he is a free agent at the end of the year. And there might be, you know, I could see the Blues maybe going after him, trying to re-sign him, maybe give him a C back. But then again, I could also see them moving in other directions and maybe giving Braden Shen the C. And taking, they have now three first-round draft picks this year, their own included. And then they have the one from the Rangers for Tarasenko, and then they have the other one from O'Reilly. So knowing Doug Armstrong and how aggressive he can be, and him wanting to retool and not rebuild, I could definitely see him flip those draft picks for a, I mean, maybe you could get a Jacob Chikrin at the trade deadline, or like a Timo Meyer, but I think they'd be better off to save it for the offseason and see what you can get there. But it's going to be interesting to see what they do, if they want to go full rebuild mode, or if they want to retool. So yeah. All right, let's talk about the NBA now. So homegrown talent from here in St. Louis, Jason Tatum, won the MVP. Won the MVP of the All-Star game. Had an All-Star record of 55 points in the game. That's great. That game was also dog shit. It was not fun to watch. Like, I'm happy that Tatum won the MVP, but honest to God, that game was not fun to watch. As an entertainment standpoint, it was boring. It's just boring. They're barely trying until like the last couple minutes. I don't know. It's just all-star games have gotten so bad. So bad over the years. I mean, it's terrible. The only competent all-star game where they're full out trying the whole time is the MLB all-star game. And honestly, I think most people would agree that that probably is the best all-star game. All the other ones probably just they just don't really compare. And then, like, the stuff that leads up to the All-Star game, like this year, the dunk contest. There was a bunch of fucking people that Mac McClung won the dunk contest. And, yes, he was a great dunker in high school and college. But the fact you got – he's on a G – he's in the G League. Why is he in the dunk contest? NBA superstars should be in the dunk contest. You never see LeBron in a dunk contest. MJ was in one. I'm just playing – I. I'm not even going to get into that argument. That's not worth my time. But, yeah, I mean, he, it was a good dunk contest. Don't get me wrong. But, like, 
I don't know. I just think it's kind of ridiculous that we got basketball is one of the like most watched sports in the country behind like the NFL. And you got all these household names out there playing in the All-Star game, right? And none of the superstars want to be in the dunk contest. Everyone wants to see these superstars dunk. Like, let's get it together. Come on. It's not it's just not fun to watch. It's just not. Yeah, that that's pretty much my gripes with the NBA. That we're, you know, I don't even I don't even know what to say about all that. It's just it's it's just boring. Like it's just flat out boring. But um uh so this this is what had me fired up to play golf all weekend. We're gonna we're gonna move on here for just a for a little bit, get away from the NBA and move to uh move to golf. Let's go to the PGA. But this I was Thursday comes and they're playing Thursday and Friday to see who makes the cut, and I'm at work the whole time. I bought ESPN Plus just to watch this. I'm watching Tiger, Rory, and Justin Thomas just play because they were they were paired together. And I, I all day Thursday and all day Friday until I got out of work, I was sitting there eyes glued to the screen watching Tiger play because as we know, like Tiger doesn't play a whole lot no more after since he got in that car accident with his leg. He's just you know. He's not playing. He's really only playing majors. And when he's playing majors, I wouldn't say he's been playing that great. It's not like the Tiger we used to see, which is understandable. He's getting older and his leg, he almost died from this injury. That's how bad it was. It's amazing that he's even playing golf still. But I tell you what, he was damn fun to watch on Thursday. He was two under. Friday didn't really go as planned, but he made the cut barely. And then Saturday, I think he played, he was played four under at one point. That's good golf. Like, we haven't seen this good of golf in probably since 2019, since Tiger won the Masters. He just looks, he just looks good. The walking's not great, but his golf shots look good. And it's just fun to watch. Everyone loves when Tiger's playing well. Tiger Mania. How can you not like it? He's the greatest golfer of all time. That being said, uh, it's probably it's probably his best tournament that he's it not probably it is his best tournament that he has played since the car crash, and it's nice to see because you have the Masters coming up soon. Like he's probably not going to play any my, like the just regular tournaments. He's only going to play in the majors, and I can't wait to watch him at the Masters. I do really like the Masters, and I'm interested to see how the live golfers are going to be in the masters and what, what, what all that's going to be like, but that that's a different story for another time. But, uh, yeah, the Genesis open happened over the weekend. Uh, John Rom, I really like John Rom. He won the Genesis invitational, but it was a Mickey mouse win. If I've ever seen one, he had so many things that just went his way. I mean, I forgot which hole it was. It doesn't even matter, but he hit one off. So they had the green, and then there was like a grandstand surrounding the back of the green. Buddy flies it, sails it over the green, hits the grandstand, flies back onto the green, puts it within like four feet of the fucking hole. Oh my lord. Talk about luck. Max Homa got robbed. Robbed. Mickey Mouse win for John Rom. 
And I don't know if you saw in the 18th, Max Homo almost chipped it in that this caddy didn't take the fucking stick, the flagpole out of the hole, which I don't blame him for not doing that. You're chipping. Maybe could have went into a playoff. Maybe. I'm just saying. Max Homo's looking good. He he really likes playing in California, folks. Like, he just loves playing in California. I think he's got most of his wins in California, if I'm not, if I'm not wrong. But yeah, no, it, it watching watching the whole tournament over the weekend, it had me fired up. And that's why I was out playing golf. I was just sitting there at work like, man, I was just getting that itch, that itch for golf. Like, I just had to go play. I had to. And I couldn't, I mean, that's probably the, that's probably the most holes I've ever played in one weekend. And so the thing with me is I can't use a driver to save my life and I can't use hybrids or woods. But I'll tell you what, my irons don't look too bad. I'm hitting them straight, hitting them decently far. I mean, I'd be teeing off with irons, but like that's not the flashy, the sexy thing to do, right? But I'll get up there and hit it down the fairway, give myself a chance at birdie or par. I'll take what I can get. I will take what I can get. I just love golf. The only There's just a lot of things in my game that need worked on. But yeah, um, I hope you guys like the uh, the content that I put out there on uh, that we put out there on Instagram. It was me and uh, one of my other buddies named Hayden, not the Hayden that's with us on the podcast normally. That's Hayden Thwing, but it was one of my other buddies I've known my whole life. We uh, we went out there and we were just filming some stuff. I was like, "Yo, you wanna you wanna?" I was gonna film a little bit while we're out here, just record some stuff for the podcast, and he's like let's fucking do it. I'd love to do it. Let's go for it. And so we were just out there recording each other playing. And it was a hard golf course, like uh Tepawingo here in Sunset Hills in Missouri. It's not an easy golf course. It was actually designed by Gary Player. And it's, it's a, uh, oh, 27 hole course. It's got three different, uh, it's got three different nines, like nine holes. And it's just a beautiful golf course, but it's hard to play. It's not forgiving at all. But yeah, I'm hoping in the future we can get some more like content of me and some of the fellas out there playing some golf. Because it seemed to do pretty well. I think we had a good response from it on social media. And I just, and it's stuff we love to do. So why not record it, have some fun with it, maybe do some challenges or whatnot. And maybe we'll play some other sports too. Fuck it, let's give it a try. I mean, look, no promises, but I am in a men's league baseball. Like I'm in a, I'm on a men's league team. Like, I'm in a men's baseball league, and maybe I can record some content out there for y'all. We'll see. See what happens. I mean, I'm a PO. Uh, you know what? They do want me hitting this year. Ooh, that might be good. See, we can have a challenge to see when I'll get my first hit. The over-under, how many games I'll have. That would be That would be interesting. For those of you who don't know, I'm a horrible hitter. I got moved to a PO my junior year of high school. During tryouts, or one of my coaches come up to me and I'm in the cages, and he was like, he looked at me and he goes, "Why well, you got a bat in your hand?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit a little bit." And he goes, "You really think you're gonna make the varsity team hitting?" He's like, "Maybe you should just stick with pitching." And I was like, "Fuck." I was like, "I all right." I, I mean, I wanted to make that varsity team. Who wouldn't? So I was like, "Fuck it, I'll give up hitting. Screw it. I'm never good at it anyways. I got bad eyes." So I just went to pitching. 
<laughs> but yeah, yeah, I'm just not. I, you put a bat in my hand, looks like I'm swinging a samurai sword. It just doesn't look that great. And now, uh, this is what I'm getting most excited for. You know, when February comes, it starts to get warm outside, starts reminding you of spring. And then after the Super Bowl, that just means it's officially baseball season. Pitchers and catchers reported last week. The first spring training games are actually this upcoming weekend, and I'm excited. I mean, I'm just a baseball fanatic. Uh, I mean, I can't wait. I love seeing like how the new players look in their new jerseys on different teams. Like, uh, I, you know, like I can't wait to see Jacob Degrom in a Rangers jersey. That's gonna be fun to see. Just stuff like that, you know. And I, I also, there's part of me that I like watching the minor leaguers play, even though like the, the, the major league guys, they, they're usually done around like the fourth or fifth inning. They got their reps. Now they're going to go out and they're going to be done and go get some rest and go out and do whatever the hell they want. Probably go play some golf the rest of the day, honestly. But, uh, I like watching the minor league guys play and seeing who's the next up and coming thing. And that's what I really like about spring training. I do think it's too long. Like, I think spring training is a little bit too dragged out. I think it could be shortened by, like, a week or two. Because it only takes, like, a week for hitters to get, like, their timing right. It's mostly for the pitchers to get build up that arm strength and uh, just stuff like that. And make sure their arms all ready and all that for the season. Game ready. Especially the starters. Which I understand that aspect, but it's just like, fuck, dude. When you're getting to, like, the third week of spring training, like, can this shit be fucking over? Like, I'm ready to watch some actual games that mean something, that aren't in Florida and have the shitty camera quality. You know, I go on and on about that. But in the MLB, they got a lot of new rules this year, and I'm actually excited for a lot of them. I'll get into a couple of them. So, um... The MLB has bigger bases this year. I don't remember how much they're bigger by, but they're they're decently sized, bigger, and this it's to promote stealing. Like players aren't stealing bases as much as they used to, and honestly, I'm kind of all for it. If that promotes stealing, then go for it. Stealing bases is a fun part of the fun part of baseball. Like that's fun to watch, and if you can do it successfully, I mean, you put your team in scoring position by stealing bases, or a better chance to score. It's fun to watch, and with that, they also have a new rule. The pitcher can only pick off twice on a player, so that should be interesting to see how that plays out because once he picks off once, I mean, he might not pick off again unless the lead's outrageous. Like, the base runner has a humongous lead. Like, what? It's going to be interesting how all that plays out, like, for sure. I'm excited, and I'm sure that's where we're going to see a lot of the new stuff here in spring training. And see how all that plays out. It'll be, you know, it'll just be fun to see the rules. And then another one that I'm excited for is uh, no shift. So I like this rule. It's, there has to be, in the infield, there has to be two players on the right side of the second base bag and two players on the left of the second base bag, and they can't be in the outfield grass. So it pretty much takes away the shift, which I am all for. I mean, left-hand hitters, the shift is for them to die. Like, it just ruined their careers, honestly. It's ruined a lot of, like, left-handed hitters. I mean, obviously, it's been 
there's shifts for right-handed hitters, but not as much as there is for lefties. And I miss it, like, the shift gets so old. People want to see base hits. They don't want to see ground ball outs that should be base hits when the second baseman is standing 20 feet or 30 feet in the outfield grass. Like, what the fuck? Like, that's stupid. Like, that's honestly stupid. So I'm all for the shift, like, the shift being banned. Like, it it just, it promotes hitters to put the ball in play, not strike out as much, which is a huge problem in the MLB. And you're going to see more offense. Everyone wants to see more offense. Me, I mean, me being a pitcher, I love watching, like, pitcher's duels. I'm not going to lie. Like, watching Sandy Alcantara last year pitch, dude's a stud. I mean, I actually enjoy watching him pitch. And, you know, but for the most time when I'm watching a baseball game, I don't want to see a 12-strikeout game from both sides of the ball, but they win 3-2 to two and all the runs are scored by home runs. Like, home runs are cool, but, like, no one else is putting the ball in play besides that. Like, it's boring. That is not baseball. There's no strategy to that. Just like, ooh, me hit ball hard. Me hit ball over the fence. Me circle bases. We have one run now. Like, what? No. I'm out. I'm out of it. Like, that's just not it. That ain't me. But, uh, yeah. And then they have uh, the pitch clock, which I'm all for. I mean, it speeds up the game. And most pitchers, I think, do a relatively, like, good job with their timing. But there's some guys out there that just move like fucking molasses. They take forever to throw the ball. I'm talking, like, 30 to 45 seconds between a pitch. And people are like... I wonder why games are taking so long. That could be a reason. So I think that's a good change. They've had it in the minor leagues for uh, – they've implemented it in there for a few years, and it's been seen to work actually pretty well. I mean, I feel like once they get adapted to it, it's really not going to be that big of a like a, a thing. Like it's not going to be like a big deal. Like they're just going to be used to it. But, yeah, I, I'm excited for spring training. Always excited for spring training. And then uh, over the weekend, we had some XFL action. I didn't, this is sad to say, I didn't watch as much XFL as I probably should have. I did see the end of the Battlehawks game where A.J. McCarron led, I think they scored two touchdowns in like a minute and 45 seconds to come back and win, which is crazy. But I really need to start watching some more XFL because I feel like that might be pretty popular. For a lot of people, because there's a lot of people that like football now that the NFL's over, they might be turning on the TV to watch some XFL games, and it's honestly my bad for not for not getting in there and uh, tuning in to some uh, XFL games. I really should have, but I think Hayden and I, Hayden probably watched a decent amount of XFL games. He's a huge football guy, and I'm sure if he was here right now, which he'll be here on the next episode, this was just like a... We needed to get an episode recorded, and our schedules didn't really work match up this week. So I was just like, hey, like, can I just go ahead and record a solo episode? And he said, fuck it. Let's do it. Let's see how it goes. And I was like, all right. Let's go for it. See what I can do. See how long I can go for. But yeah, I, I, I know he's probably going to have more to talk about the XFL than I will until I start watching more games. So hopefully we can get some more insight on that uh, in, the, in, the, in weeks to come. Yeah, 
I mean, not much else has really been going on. I mean, I've been watching. I don't know if you guys have seen the new Full Swing um, Netflix special. I am on episode, I just finished episode four about an hour, two hours ago. And it's awesome. It's incredible. Uh, If you haven't watched golf and say you're like a novice to golf, I think this would be a really good thing for someone who's just like a, doesn't really know about the sport. Like they may play it or they may not play it and they just want to get interested into it. This would be a good thing to watch. It shows how intense the PGA is and it's like not as boring as you may think. And there's a lot of like stress and drama that goes into it and all the weight that's put on players' shoulders. It's the whole series so far for me has just been honestly been like just, it's been incredible to watch just to see the ins and outs of the PGA. And when they were recording this, this is when uh, live live golf was coming around and it shows like, I mean, they have interviews with players and they're following them around. Right. And it shows like, which players are like maybe making decisions to go to live. And it was like a huge topic for a while because all the human rights activists are like, why would you go to Saudi Arabia, a Saudi Arabia, Arabian backed league with all the human rights violations that they have, have going on over there. They're like, do you guys have any morals? And a lot of these guys. So in the PGA, if you don't make the cut, after the first two days at a tournament, you make zero dollars. You make no money. And it's not like they play on a team and they have guaranteed contracts. I mean, they may have guaranteed contracts with sponsors, but you're not going to get many sponsors not winning tournaments or finishing in the top tens and stuff like that. Like, it's important to make the cut or you do not get paid. And that's where Live Golf was coming from is they were offering these guys guaranteed contracts with hundreds of millions of dollars and they're like it's not that they agree with or disagree with what's going on with the what's going on in Saudi Arabia it's the fact that they're trying to support their family and get that guaranteed money so they don't have the stress of like am I going to make a paycheck this week like am I going to be able to pay my bills so it's just uh you know, and hearing that aspects from both sides, because you have guys that are like, I don't respect the guys that go to live golf. And then you have the live golf perspective was basically what I just told you. And you get to really see the ins and outs and like the everyday lives like of a professional golfer. And it's more than it's really it just shows you it's more than just a game and how competitive and uh, competitive and just hard just overall hard it is to play in the PGA or any professional golf league. But yeah, this, uh, this was a, this was a shorter episode today. We, um, like I said, it was kind of impromptu, impromptu podcast. I'm out here just doing my best, you know, maybe we'll just talk a little bit, have some fun. I don't know. I mean, like right now I could tear up. I'm looking at my wall and on my left, I got a picture autographed by Ryan O'Reilly holding the Stanley Cup. To the bottom of it, I have an autographed picture of Jaden Schwartz. And at the top of that, I have a big canvas signed by Vladimir Tarasenko. Well, fuck. And then on the right, I got a picture of Colton Pareko autographed. Three out of those four guys are fucking gone. And they were all key contributors 
that Stanley Cup team. I don't know if you guys want to hear about the Blues or not. Like, that's just my favorite team. I got a lot of stuff I could talk about them, but it, it's just, it's hard to see, man. It really is. Like, you hate to see it. I mean, Vladdy, Vladdy's been my favorite player for a long, long time. I remember in the lockout season in 2013, it didn't start until January that year. And their first game was against the Red Wings. And I got another story about that. But I remember my grandma, let's keep my eyes, 2013, I'm 12. And I have, I haven't had a sports jersey yet. Like, I have a huge collection now. I have like 60, 70 jerseys, something like that. But I, I told my grandma, she was like, what do you want for Christmas? And I was like, and I had heard about, I knew that Tarasenko was good in the AHL. And I was like, they're going to call him up this year. He was going to be on the team. And the Blues used to have these retro jerseys that were navy blue, and I used to love those fucking things. They were my favorite fucking jersey. And so I was like, Grandma, I want a custom navy blue Blues alternate jersey, and I want Vladimir Tarasenko on the back. They weren't even making Tarasenko jerseys yet, so you had to get a custom one. And that was my first ever Blues jersey, and I remember I wore it that night to a – it was actually funny. It was the night Stan Musial died. It was the Blues' first game that season. The Blues ended up – beating the Red Wings six to nothing, which you you don't know Stan Musial's number was six, so that's kinda kinda cool that it all intertwines like that. But I remember wearing that Vladimir Tarasenko jersey and he scored two goals in that first game. He scored I know his first goal was on his first shot, but I wanna say no, I don't know if the second goal was on his second shot, but I know his first goal was on his first shot. He had two goals that night and I was just like Man, this guy is gonna be a good player for years. I I just knew it. And it's just sad to see a guy like that leave. And then you see him, all the posts on Instagram and stuff with uh, the Rangers. And he just looks so happy. And it's just like, damn, man. It just hurts. Like, it really just hurts. Like, the Tarasenko one really stung for me. O'Reilly, not as much because he wasn't here as long. I mean, he was a huge part in that Stanley Cup team. But Tarasenko, man, I mean... He was here for 11 seasons. Like, that's just, it's wild. If I had to compare it to anything for me in my lifetime, it had to be like when Albert Poole, like, obviously Tarasenko is not as big as a name as like Albert Poole's or as great of a player as Albert Poole's was in baseball. But when Albert left, man, it was just like a piece of me just was like dead. I mean, I was born in 2001. Albert made his debut in 2001. Since I was born, all I'd known about Cardinals baseball was Albert Pujols, and he's gone just like that. And so it was fun to see him come back this year, obviously, which that was a ride. That was a journey. I loved the past season. Even though we did – the Birds lost in the first uh, first round, first playoff series against the Phils. Uh, it was still a fun season to watch, and it was a great way for Albert to go out. But, yeah. Going back to Tarasenko, that's just what it felt like, man. It was just like a piece of me died when he left. And I was just like, man, that's just hard to – just sucks. It's hard to come to terms with. That being said, though, like I, I'm still going to root for these guys. Like I know the Maple Leafs and the Rangers will make the playoffs. And if the Blues don't make it, which they probably won't, I'm going to be rooting for those guys. Like I uh, – maybe if I watch the series, like I got a Rangers Panarin jersey I might slip on or – I have an awesome Matthews Leafs jersey I might slip on, but you know I really wish those jerseys would have names like Tarasenko and O'Reilly on the back. I just love them. I love those guys. I really do. 
there is one thing when we get a camera and stuff set up in here. I do want to I want to get a thing set up so like I can wear a different jersey. Me and some of the fellows will wear a different jersey every episode and we'll talk about why we wore those jerseys. I think that'd be a cool idea. And one last thing before I let you guys go. I made a bet last week. Um uh I have a bookie. And I was bored and the uh Blues were playing the uh Oh, who were they playing? They were playing the Devils. And the Devils, you know, they got a high-scoring offense. And I was like, I'm going to place a bet. I haven't won a parlay yet. I've made like four or five of them. I haven't made one. I was like, I'm going to make a little – I'm going to cook up a little little something for a little parlay for that Blues game. I had – this is the three things I bet. I don't really bet a whole lot of money because I, like, I don't like losing money like that. So I I bet like five bucks, right? But, you know, when you win your first one, it's awesome. It's just awesome. Like, I made money. But so the bet was, the bet slip was Bennington over 28 and a half saves, Robert Thomas over 0.5 points, and Pavel Buchnevich over 0.5 points. And I mean... In the first period, these teams come out, both of them come out shooting, and I was like, I'm going to have this. I think Bennington had, like, fucking 15 saves in the first period, something ridiculous. I'm like, I, I, that's a, I got it. Like, that's a dumb deal. But I was nervous for the Robert Thomas and Pavel Buchnevich, and the first goal that scored of the game was a backdoor pass to Pavel Buchnevich, and I was like, let's go, baby. I might actually have a chance. And then I'm pretty sure it's the second goal that the Blues scored in the second, like, the... The second goal for the Blues that was in the second period, Robert Thomas had an assist, and I was like, let's go. Let's go. I did it. It's like I finally got one. It was so nice. With all that being said, I won like 15 bucks. Like, it's not a huge deal, but it's a start. It's a start. Maybe in the future we can uh, – we'll all come with like bets. Like I'll place a bet one week. Hayden will place a bet. Whoever's with us that week, they'll place bets, and we'll see uh, see what we do. See what we come up with and see what you guys like. I think think that'd be a a fun idea, honestly. And I really, I really like the jersey idea. Because when I'm telling you guys, like, I have, like, 60 or 70 jerseys, it's not an exaggeration. I really have, like, 60 or 70 jerseys. Most of them are NHL and MLB jerseys. I got, got, like, I want to say between, like, Seven to ten NFL jerseys. I really only have one NBA jersey, which I'm kind of lacking there. I have a Zion Williamson jersey, but I know our buddy Devin, who was on the last podcast, he has a a fuck ton of NBA jerseys. We went to Milwaukee this past winter. Me and a lot of the fellows, we went up to uh, Milwaukee and stayed there, and we actually ended up going to Green Bay for the Rams-Packers game because I'm a huge Rams fan, and our buddy Corey is a huge Packers fan. So we all went up there for that game, and that was a blast. But when we were in Milwaukee, we went to a Bucks game. That was my first NBA game, and honestly, I was impressed. Like, I had a blast there. So much fun. I wish St. Louis had an NBA team still. They had the Hawks back in the 50s. They won a championship here. Only Hawks championship. Let's keep that in mind. You know, we could use a team back. We're a good city for sports. Unless your name's Stan Kroenke, you wouldn't agree with that. But that's, you know, we're not going to talk about that. But, um, yeah, he, he, uh, Devin ended up buying, like, 
two or three jerseys that night, like NBA jerseys. Dude's getting stacked up on jerseys. He's got all kinds of monies for jerseys, and I know Hayden's got a good collection of jerseys. And uh, so yeah, it, it, I think I think that'd be a fun idea to do with the podcast and give a story on like why we're wearing that jersey. Maybe that player's playing good one week, or maybe there's a sentimental story or something that's going on with that. I don't know. Maybe it's just your favorite team or just the first fucking jersey you saw in your closet and that's why you want to wear it. Thought that being said, fellas, I think that's going to do it for today. I think that's going to do it. I hope you like this uh, solo episode. I hope I did all right. I hope you enjoyed listening. If you're not following us on uh, the Apple Podcast, please give us a follow. We, uh, we have a new Instagram account now. Uh, budget sports underscore on Instagram. Give us a follow, like, comment. Tell us what you'd want to see in our Instagram post. Give us, we want to know your feedback. Let's hear it. But yeah, with all that being said, this has been Kalen, or I'm Kalen, and this has been uh, Budget Sports. Thank you.